Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Neil Saavedra. You're listening to KFI AM640, the Fork Report on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We just celebrate food on a Saturday afternoon for three hours. The people that make it, the culture behind it, cooking at home, tips and tricks, anything that falls into that enjoying yourself, going out, living life as the pandy is wound down over, I don't know, depending on where you sit. Uh, it, I think it's going to be with us forever, like bad luggage, but we're, we're obviously living, I'll get to that in a moment. If you don't know me, I'm your friendly neighborhood fork reporter, Neil Saavedra, happy to be with you. The gang's all here, Jason, Kayla, and of course, Tony on the ones and twos, and I'll have we'll have Jason on coming up in a little bit. Of course, he is a financial maven, has a program called um, Macro. Maybe you heard of it? Hope so. Yeah, I mean. We're getting the word out. It's on KFI, for Pete's sake, you think? KFI in 24 hours. In 24 hours. You will be amazed. We'll have him on to talk about the ups and downs of food pricing. And are we supposed to keep our fingers crossed at this point with eggs going down, what's going on. So we'll talk with him coming up in a little bit. For Technique of the Week, a little different, I want to talk about experiencing entertainment post-pandemic. And that means food, too. The reason why this comes up is last night, Max, my six-year-old son, my wife, Tracy, and I, we took him to his first movie in a theater. He'd never been in a movie theater, didn't know that they exist, existed. They didn't know anything about them, really. I mean, we've talked about them, but I don't think he put it all together as to what the experience was going to be. And to put kind of a fine point on my experience and my wife's experience, I have not been to a theater to see a film since Joker came out in 2019. Mo Tawala and I went over here to the AMC in Burbank and saw it together. That's the last film I've seen. Two months later, I got a kidney transplant. And three months after that, the pandemic hit. So I was already in quarantine. So I've not seen a movie in a theater since that time. Now, as you know, I've said this before on the program. I'm a, I'm a fan of... Mr. Mo Kelly, and of course, he and Tawala were doing uh, weekends here at the time. Now you can hear Tawala right after this program at 5, and you can hear Mo Monday through Friday from 7 to 10. Well, Mo has made it clear. I think Tawala still enjoys going into a theater from our conversations and from what he said. But Mo has a thing about that his experience at home is perfect for him. And I will tell you, I missed it immediately the moment I sat in the seats. So where does this tie into food? Well, since this was my first experience back, my wife Tracy and I used to be 
we used to be on point with going to the movies. We went to the Arclight in Los Angeles, and we knew everything. How long it was going to take us, uh, varied pathways if one got clogged. We knew how to go to the opening less traveled to get into the parking structure, where to bypass all the people to get to a parking space and still get down on time. We knew how long it was going to take us to get food and put our butts in that seat. Everything. So we were rusty, to say the least. It took us 25 minutes in downtown Burbank to find a parking spot. Now, if you're familiar with downtown Burbank, it is probably one of the best designed places to go park for free. And the public parking's great. It was a buzz. There was traffic on First Street. There was traffic on San Fernando. It was packed. And I was thrilled to see that. But it was a challenge to find parking. After, But again, we set up time. You know, we're a little rusty. So I gave us plenty of time knowing that we're going to have to do all these things. Then we walked to the theater, which is maybe a block away at that point in this particular one. You walk down Palm. It's beautiful. It's this uh, non-drivable walkway at that point. They've got plenty going on. There was like a small little farmer's market, maybe some handicrafts being sold. It was a buzz. It was great. It felt like old times getting out. The If you're familiar with the, I think it's the 16, the AMC 16 or 14 or something like that, they have the big escalators going up. And you're like going into movie heaven. And we're on time. We got 15 minutes to spare. And unlike the old arc, arc light system, which I pray to heaven comes back, you know you're going to get like 12 you know, promos or other movies that you're going to get a taste of. Well, with Arclight, you got two at the most. And you were done. I mean, that was the best experience you could ever have. You get in, you watch the movie. So they have all those playing. And my boy is like, when does the movie start? Like, I don't understand. We got here and, and he, does, he really doesn't understand commercials for the most part because they don't watch network TV. Kids, kids today. Where they're streaming and they're beeping and they're booping and the computers. But then he got into why they do it because they're starting to suck him in. So... That experience, you got to take the time. You got to know that people are back in those seats. Now, I know you've got Keanu on the screen on the screen with uh, John Wick 4. And you've got, in our case, we went to see Super Mario Brothers. And you've got some big movies out. So people are there. They're packed in. But it was pretty well packed. The theater was pretty. It seemed like old times to me. However... The food situation, the food situation was pure chaos. And I was a little blown away. The choices have changed, obviously, more and more. You know, any place that you go to is going to have focus on food now. You can't just do popcorn and hot dogs anymore, anywhere you go. So, of course, you've got the popcorn standard, right? Popcorn, sodas. You're golden. All the candies you can imagine, they got them. They've now got these really large 
German pretzels and, of course, the bad nacho de glow yellow cheese. And they've got all those things. But now they've got flatbread pizzas. They have mac and cheese, deep fried mac and cheese balls. They had, gosh, what else was on the menu? They had chicken tenders. And more and more, they have these things. When we come back, I want to tell you one of the best things you can do and that you might not think of and why it's important when you're getting food and what that means to the overall lifespan of the theater when we come back. You're listening to The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra on demand from KFI AM 640. Don't forget, if you're listening to us on said iHeartRadio app, to follow us. There's a button right there. It says follow. Click. But Neil, why should I follow you when I'm listening already? Well, good question. Out of bodied voice. That that allows you to get like breaking news and if there's special guests on the different shows, that type of thing. So it's a good thing to do. I did very early on. I'm passing it on to you because that's what I do in life. Thanks for hanging out. We're still in Technique of the Week. It's a little different because I'm talking about going back out in the world and enjoying yourself. In this particular case, it was the first time I saw a movie. Last night, went and saw Super Mario Brothers with my fam. And the experience was really good. It was exhausting because I'm out. I'm very rusty. I have not been to a movie in a theater since 2019. I think it was October. Like I said, with Mo and Tuella, we, we went and saw Joker. And I have not been in a theater since that I can recall. So I was a little rusty. It took time to park and there was a lot of, it took longer than I remember going, you know, doing things because people are out and about, a lot of them. So it was out here at the AMC Theater in Burbank on Palm. There's three theaters out there. I think there's the the six, the AMC six, the AMC eight, and then the AMC 14 or 16. We went to the big one there on Palm. And had a great time. And the theater looked great. It was clean. It's got that same smell you remember of the popcorn. People were abuzz. They were happy to be out. There was multiple great movies playing. And the overall experience was fantastic. It just reminded me on the dates that I used to go on. I had not been to a movie with my wife since before Max was born. Maybe once we went out. But we just haven't. So it was just a cool experience. The food, I noticed, the food is getting better. But I'm giving going to give you the best tip I can. One, I know it sucks. The prices are high. I get that. They are not making the money off the film like you think they are. They're making the money off the food. If we don't buy food, if we don't participate in the experience, the experience will go away. You have, to, you have to buy something. You have to connect with it. I'm not saying break the bag, but get some popcorn. That's probably got the highest margins. I'm pretty sure it is the highest margin for them. And a soda, whatever, and go enjoy yourself. I was blown away how they seemed underprepared for a rush of people. Basics. Hot dogs, 
you couldn't get even chicken tender. Like the things that you think were are kind of no brainers, they were overwhelmed with. Which meant we didn't have our first choice. We didn't have our second choice. In some cases, we didn't have our third choice. Was it like a wait for these things or they literally didn't have any of them? Both. Good question. Kayla, mm -hmm. here's a little gold sticker for you. Thank you. The There were some where you had a 10, 15-minute wait, mm -hmm. which the movie would have started by then, which is fine. You can choose that if you want, and then you, you have a partner to figure things out. That was one of them. But with hot dogs and the chicken fingers, they just said, we're out. So my tip to you is there is an option. We all buy our tickets now online. You can choose your seat. The majority of theaters still around are going to ask you a secondary question, which is, do you want snacks? So when you get your ticket, you can order your food as well. They Not only is it a little cheaper, but they will have it for you ready. You will have it on your ticket, which is, you know, on your phone. You're using a QR code now. And you take that and you go straight there and there's a pickup window and you're good to go. So should you be ordering food? Yes, it's the way they stay in business. If you can, I get it. It's, it's, it's expensive, but you're paying for an experience, the whole experience. And then two, digitally purchase it beforehand when you buy the tickets they're going to give you an option and i'm going to implore you to do that because i was blown away at how the lines the people they're people were spending money i'm thrilled if they're out they're out that's a great thing but i think it will help move things more quickly give you more time to get in and experience everything, everything go to the bathroom. If you make those decisions digitally beforehand, all, they have menus that you can see. They have menus on the websites. Get that stuff done before, pay it all up front, go and get your food and sit down because it's changing. There may not be as many theaters. I was, I was thinking that they would diminish pretty quickly and they've gone through their issues. But I think people are still going to want that experience. I really enjoyed it. It's different than at home. I don't have a massive TV or big TVs like 65 inches. It's not huge. It's Mo Kelly with his 95 inch TV or whatever. Like everybody, like everybody's human size. Everything is like regular size. I don't have that set up at home. But I like watching movies at home when I can't go out. But something about being in the theater brought back just great memories of holding hands, watching a movie, sharing it with other people, hearing their laughter, hearing their applause. And nothing on this world is better than any movie with Jack Black in it. You're listening to The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra on demand from KFI AM 640. It's The Fork Report. We celebrate food every Saturday for three hours, the people that make it, the culture behind it. Of course, tips, tricks, cooking at home, reminding you that there's still great stuff to go out and that we need to support small businesses the best we can. A lot of stuff going on in the world when it comes to small business. I heard a, a woman, I think it was a beauty supply shop locally. She had a handful of them. 
and they were broken into multiple times, and she just said, I can't do it. And California, let's be honest, I'm sorry, this is not political, this is just the way things go, not friendly to business. It's a really hard place to have a business on its own, let alone throwing in multiple things. You also had uh, up north in San Francisco, you, you had a Whole Foods, their flagship store, close because they couldn't keep people safe after a year insane but in addition to those things we've watched prices fluctuate but really more than not go up 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 and they started skyrocketing in in specific eggs this is something that's always been fairly cheap easy to get a great source of protein in 2022 and i wanted to bring on our buddy jason middleton the host of Macro, which you can hear in about 24 hours from now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know what? I did uh, Jennifer Jones Lee's show's uh, morning show. In January, we started talking about egg prices because they started to go up then. Yeah. And they have been on a topic with Bill Handel when I do his show, too. And um, we have good news and bad news. Okay, so the good news is egg prices are starting to come down even faster than the rest of food prices at the grocery store. So that's good. Egg prices dropped 11% last month, moving into April. So March into April, prices down 11%. And this is the largest dip we've seen. Oh, for uh, 35, 36 years. Yeah, so how much of that has made up for the, what was the peak? Uh, What was the percentage of the peak of eggs? So we've gone down, you say 11%. What was the percentage? Well, we need to come down about another 26% in order to get back to where we were about 18 months ago. So yeah, on the high point, to, yeah. you know, people were paying oh, ten bucks yeah. a dozen. Yeah, it was like it was like seven and a half, as I recall, around seven and a half, depending on what you buy, of course. Now, sure, you know, I mean, you, you get the fancy ones with the clear plastic things that you get at Gelson's, like I do sometimes because I'm cooking with them and I want the good eggs uh, that have those really bright yolks. You know, those kind of eggs. Sure, that's so that, the that's the freshness. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's those were like eight bucks and, and change. Uh, they're they're down to about seven right now. Uh, need to come down about another 20-some percent, 20-25% in order to get back to where we were about That's 18 months so ago. so huge. I know. You but think about it. I know. I know. And, and look, uh, overall at the grocery store, uh, inflation at grocery store prices are still higher than everywhere else. So the good news last month was inflation was 5% on average across all the sectors called the consumer price index, which is just a big basket of all these different indexes that you put together and you pull out 5%. Okay, that sounds great. Grocery store inflation still 7.5%. And if you go inside of that 7.5%, if you're buying cereal or bakery stuff, that inflation rate is still 14% over what it was last year. And you're seeing, obviously, you saw eggs coming down. Other things are starting to come down. We saw some really strange twists where poultry, chicken was more expensive than beef for a while. And, you know, that's never, I mean, growing up uh, broke, our chicken was... The protein, yeah, chicken and eggs, yeah, right on. Were the protein, right? Yep. And so when we saw that twist, that's something I'd never seen. How does this translate to us going and shopping? What are the things that are still of value that you're seeing? What are the things that are coming down? Any stabilization, or is this just it, a dip? I think this about? is an ongoing. This is no. This is this is a dip. This is probably going to keep going down as we slow down as we get into a, probably a mild recession later this year. Uh, we have to have a reset of, of normality. We need to reset where where the basis points are going to be, where the federal interest rate is going to land. That's going to indicate where we st- stand on a lot of other things. All this plays into 
the wage market, the labor market still pretty hot. So uh, there's upward pressure on all prices. I think we are going to see a little slowdown. Again, when when grocery store prices start to catch up with the general average inflation rate, then we'll know we're back to equilibrium. We still have a ways to go on that one. My guest right now is our fearless newsman, but a financial maven, Jason Middleton from Macro, which is heard tomorrow. at It starts at 2, right? Yes, sir. So uh, you can hear him there. I cheat. I listen to him on demand, and uh, I can be wherever I'm going to be. But, but where, Neil, do you hear that on demand? What do you mean? What do you use to hear it when you want to listen to something on demand? Oh, my gosh, Jason. I don't know. It seems like there's a uh, iHeart radio app. Oh, that one, yeah. The that one used... that I'm going to follow and not just listen to. <laughs> That's what wow. I Wow. We just, somewhere, you know, in San Antonio, someone's smiling. Not us. So the when you go through the entirety of all these things going up, going down, we're also seeing going out to eat is still hovering at about almost uh, 8% higher than it has been, right? Yes, but that actually eating out is actually slowing down a little bit faster than everything else. That is almost equilibrium right now when it comes to inflation. If you compare that, okay, we have 7.5% at the grocery store, mm-hmm. 5% overall little closer to 1% inflation on menu items if you go out. So that really? is that is stabilizing a little bit. I just saw an article about the whole experience. Is that not the food portion or is that Oh, well that that might be that might be the case. Maybe they're trying to cover overhead in other areas, but as far as menu food items go, that is that's coming to, uh, coming to earth a little bit faster than other sectors when it comes to food, groceries or other supplies. And the interest rate currently is hovering around around five something. Yeah, it's it's going to be well, it's about four point seven five, give or take, because there's two different rates. But anyway, four four and three quarters percent probably okay. going to hit five percent next month. They're going to probably raise it one more quarter point next month. We're so spoiled from those oh, twos. Yeah. When free money was flo- sloshing yeah. around, which is what, what all that free money is, why we have inflation now, though. So we're paying that price. The smallest I've ever the smallest loan interest rate I ever had was on a car for 1.8. Dang. Right? Yeah, you, you have AAA years ago. Plus, yeah, you have AAA plus uh, credit rating there too, so that helps. Uh mine's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's not my wife's. Well, I know, Her, but, uh, you know, she, hers is pristine. Hers is on a, a so it's but, my wife's. But yeah, it was just at the time and it was through my credit union. Yeah. And so you back when you could get those things and it was like insane. Yeah. Now, uh, now it's going okay. closer to 6%. I want to. I have a couple more questions. We'll talk after the break because we need to take a break from Jason Middleton so we can get just a little bit more of Jason Middleton, mm. and then we'll come back with some Jason Middleton. Everybody got it? You're listening to The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra on demand from KFI AM 640. Be sure to follow us on said app. It gives you a 360 experience like getting breaking news. It's The Fork Report. What's The Fork Report, you say? It's so simple. It's practically right there in the name. We report about eating and food and tips and tricks and stuffs like that. I am your well-fed host, Neil Saavedra. How do you do? Uh, don't forget, you've got Tawala Sharp today at 5, and then at 7, you've got Steve Gregory and Unsolved, and then Coast Before the Coast in, until 10, and then Coast to Coast. And it starts all over tomorrow with the Jesus Christ Show, which is live tomorrow. And you have a great lineup the whole day because then you have Home with Dean Sharp, How to Money with Joel Larsgaard, and Macro with Jason Middleton. Of course, Dr. Wendy at 7 p.m. So this is kind of like like from 12 to 4 is like instead of your rock block, it's like your stocks block. Right on. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. Joel will like that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but of course, from two to four, you hear Macro with Jason Middleton. Yeah. Uh, we have the pleasure of having him here uh, overseeing everything news during our program. And I thought to bring him in because I got to tell you, selfishly, I'd have none of you know him. I would have him with me at all times to ask him questions about life and beyond. Uh, maybe some fashion tips. Hey. And, uh, that poll. you know, I think we are cut from a similar jib, as they say. So we get along quite swimmingly. And I had him, uh, in addition to everything else he's doing today, pop on to talk about prices. We talked a little bit of food prices going up and down in the marketplace. Of course, eggs fell around 11%, mm -hmm. which followed a 7% mm -hmm. back in February. Right. We still have at least 15, 20 to go before we get back to where we were. That's insane. Yeah, this is a supply uh, problem. Obviously, there was an avian flu that happened uh, uh, among the birds, and they had to get rid of a, they had to cull a lot of those. Okay, so that's my question to you. I am, I'm not a cynical person. I question things. Let's put it that way. And in this particular case, I know we had an avian flu. I know this has been affecting us since Thanksgiving. I mean, there was uh, the cost of turkeys went up, the size of turkeys went down, mm -hmm. and all these things play a factor. I get that. But I also feel like some places that got hit during the pandemic are trying to make up some of that rather than taking their lumps. And I feel like some of these prices are just like, I mean, I feel this about gas. I feel this about, you know, because people weren't driving. I feel like everybody's trying to make up for some of that loss. And it's just a gut feeling. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're definitely feeling the right stuff because, I mean, I mean, we've all noticed it, right? Prices, uh, inflation hits the headlines. We notice all the prices go up. Okay, that happens pretty quickly. But they never go down as quickly as they go up. Sure. After that happens. And that is, that's there's a lot of psychology involved in there, too. And, yes, there is a little bit of normalizing it for the consumers and uh you know purveyors are going to think well if they got used to paying this then we'll bring it down right x amount of percent as opposed to what we could bring it down and then that's the cushion but that's that's the nature of capitalism if it was free moneyism we'd call it something else right so yeah and i'm, and I'm a, little, a capitalist yeah no i dig it i am too and, and but but it is frustrating when you see the things spike you see the prices spike especially with eggs great example because that supply that supply chain is basically a truck drive out of the out of the valley. Oh yeah, uh, and so you can feel that you should be able to see the recovery of that as soon as it happens, and that never happens as quickly as we always anticipate. Now they'll tell you it's supply chain issues. Part of that is true. Not not the most of it though. Is in California, it's harder to put that supply chain yeah. issue into the equation because we have local farmers, great local farmers, uh, both with pork with and with beef. And we have them, we have some of the most fertile land in the entirety of the United States when it comes to produce. Mm -hmm. So you've got right. Camarillo, you've got all these areas that, you know, you know that, so it's not like it's the supply chain is that far. Well, okay, yes, but some of those providers that you're talking about, those massive growers, they might have contracts that require them to provide out-of-state first, too. So some of that stuff's got to be shipped into uh, other states, too. So uh, depending on their contracts and their delivery expectations that have to go out to— Why would that affect us just because they've approved it for— I mean, there's a triage, or and, and we're lower on the totem pole. Well, if they, if they have to deliver X amount of goods first, well, then that leaves a little bit less for here. I'm not saying that happens sure. a lot. I'm just saying that that is a factor that I I can imagine somebody telling me that if I interviewed them and me being like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. 
Now, tell me more about why why you made that deal in the first place. So maybe that's just a bum deal. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> just not smart thinking. Right. So you think groceries uh, anytime soon are going to be leveling out to a new normal, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I think so. I think once we hit this mild recession later this year, it's not going to be last for very long. Two quarters, maybe three at the outside. Uh, Christmas spending will help us you know, re- rebound a little bit towards the end of the year with consumer spending. I think that we will see a change at the grocery store. Yes, I don't think it's as sticky as it has been. I think we will see a bit of that. I'd, I'd like to clarify something I said last segment there sure. real quick. And you mentioned the, the menu prices yes. going up, and I said it has slowed. What I meant was, and I didn't say it correctly, is that the gap between the inflation at menus and restaurants and the ga- and the inflation at grocery stores is the tightest it's been ah. in two years. Gotcha. So, so it's not necessarily slowing down anywhere, right? But the gap between the two is, is is tightening, and here's why: is because restaurant spending inflation is going up a little bit as grocery stores come back down a little bit. So we'll have to. I'll keep an eye on that. That's a great. Which will thing. help their margins exactly. a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. And so we can talk about this next month when I have better data. But I just wanted to clarify something. So you think two to three months is a mild recession? What would be? Uh, yeah, it's a regular R recession. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a mild recession. It's not going to be a soft landing, which means no or zero growth. It'll be a bit of negative GDP, but I don't think it's going to last very long. Much better than 2008. Oh, this is nothing like 2008. We're still paying some of those prices. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's part of the inflation thing. This part of my show tomorrow is about why Gen Z and millennials and youngers are screwed in this economy. And it all goes back to 2008 and then COVID. They just haven't had a chance to get their foot in the door when it comes to saving or investing. Okay, worth listening to. If you haven't had a chance, it really is great stuff. Thanks. You will never walk away with nothing. You will always walk away with Jason Middleton's voice fading in the background because he's still got more to say. So <laughs> 2 to 4 tomorrow, 2 to 4 tomorrow on KFI M640. Seriously, I I feel honored to be able to stop in the hall and ask him questions. So give him a listen tomorrow. We come back. I want to open the phones, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1KFI. What do you think should be the food of California, the the state food of California? We don't have one, believe it or not. I'll tell you my thoughts. I want to hear yours, 800-520-1534. This is KFI and KOSTHD, 2 Los Angeles, Orange County. You're listening to The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra, on demand from KFI AM 640. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.